Chuck got a question. What's up, Jay? Have you heard the story about the girl who lost her eye? What about her? Well, she went to the doctor, and they said that we can give you a glass eye. But she couldn't afford it. So, she's talking to the doctor. She says, is there any, anything you can do for me? Is there anything? Please. I'm very desperate. I don't have enough money. Could you please just tell me what I can do? She's like, well, listen. We have these wood balls. I can give you a wood ball, and I can give you paint, and you can paint your eye and that's the best I can do for you for the money that you have. She says, I'll do it. Okay. So she goes home. She spends hours, days painting this eye. Detailed, you know, the iris, bro. Dude, she even painted the pupil, bro. Dude, the white part, what's that called? I don't know. <laughs> she painted it, though. So She painted that shit white. She huh? painted it, that shit white. Like white or like, a, like an off-white, like a cream? So I guess it doesn't okay. matter. Okay, so she, she pops it in. She has her eyes closed after she pops it in. She opens them and looks at it. She's like, oh, my God, this is, this is amazing. You know, my okay. confidence is up to the sky. <clears throat> so she goes to the bar. And, she, bro, she's alive. Okay, I'm going into... <laughs> I haven't put feeling into this joke. You're, you're, okay? Yeah, you're missing out, listeners. <laughs> this is so, he's very animated. No, they're, they're, they've already missed out because I've started the joke. So... She, she's walking around the bar. She sees people, and she's, she's still a little nervous, but her confidence is up, and she sees someone standing over at the uh, end of the bar, and he's standing there, and she knows she has a, he has a cane and is missing a leg. Okay. So she's like, you know what? He's out here just like me. He's just like me. I can go talk to him, you know? So <clears throat> she walks over, and she says, hi, my name is Gloria Stefan Two. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy says, hi, nice to meet you. <clears throat> and she's like, do you want to go outside and talk? It's a little noisy. It's a little noisy in here. And he goes, would I? Would I? And, he, and she goes, you know what? Fuck you, peg leg. And walks out. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's My all, name is Jay. That's all the time we have this week for the Not Nordic Podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for Forever. listening. Oh, man, it's good to be back. It's been several weeks. Jay, how you been? I've been good, and yourself? I've been very good. Welcome to Episode 5 of the world-famous Not Nordic Podcast, reachable, as always, at notnordicpod at gmail.com. We come to you from outside of the soon-to-close J.C. Penney's at the Hamilton Mall. So, you know, if you're a cop, this is where we were several days ago. Very sad. Um, so, uh, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, I actually, uh, cut a few things out because I figure we'll get to stuff later. Uh, we'll start with our sort of, uh, around the world, uh, quick topic segment. So I'll start with a question to you, Jason. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Yeah. I guess that would have to be the Amy Arena CD. I don't know who that is. It's terrible. Yeah. But I love it. Well, my guilty pleasure, uh, I just found out earlier today. Uh, Avril Lavigne. No, that's straight out in the open, man. Okay. Jersey Shore, coming back for another season, July 11th. 
with the same cast. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, you know, is uh, you're, we're gonna cover Mike the Situation's wedding. LGT, right? Isn't that what they used to say? Uh, GTL. GTL. Sorry. <laughs> See, I, the, I put my preference in the way it is. Laundry. <laughs> you're more concerned tanning. with your clothes being clean. <laughs> right. Said tanning. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna get uh, uh, Mike the Situation's wedding. We're gonna get Jay Wow's uh, impending divorce. We're gonna get Snooky having a third child, which is just. Can you imagine living in a world where Snooky has three children. I remember. Remember, she got punched in the face at the bar. That oh was, yeah, that was brutal. I remember it well. I watched that episode. There was a guy, and the guy apparently a few a few years later said that he generated MTV money and believed he should sue them for a cut of the profits from the show. Wasn't he a teacher? Uh, yeah, gym teacher. Wow. <laughs> imagine what a litigious society we live in that a guy's gonna punch a woman in the face and have it happen to be on TV and then say yo you owe me money because I punched this 4 foot 11 woman in the face I believe it he's just he's just trash yeah just like everyone else in the cast by the way <laughs> well yeah I mean one of them is in jail as we speak so the situation right yeah the situation uh, forgot uh, you know his tax situation I think that one of the best things I've ever seen is when Whitney Cummings roasted him and Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was brutal. Yeah, my, the situation was in the Donald Trump roast, and it was just yeah, super... That was, yeah, that was the it one. It was super awkward when he, tried to, when he tried to roast Donald Trump. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, Jersey Shore, July 11th, Thursday. Be there or be square. Thursday, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You thought my joke was bad. Um, well, you're so, right, it is. So. Uh, additionally, um, had you heard that... Uh, did you ever watch Stranger Things, the Netflix show? I watched season one, enjoyed. Enjoyed. Season two. See, the issue I have is when characters start start not, um, what would be the word? Where they're, they're full of themselves as an actor, and they excel their character into something that they think it is instead of what they made it. It's, it's very hard to explain. You know, like, I, f- I feel season one, I know you just asked me a question that I saw that I'm going into this detail, but this is no, why I don't this, like... this is the idea, yeah. This is why I don't like season two. I think that season one, these are your characters. They've become these people. We're introducing you to who they are. You know what I mean? Okay. So these, these actors became these characters. The next season, it felt like now they had to become... They had to act a different way to act in the characters the way they should be. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like I really lost. Um, you just felt like it was the, there, there wasn't realism anymore in the in I the acting. So. Or yes, yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. So season three is not on your your agenda. Not at all. So I didn't uh, even finish season two. So season three, um, uh, because Stranger Things is such a marketing machine, they they did a they did a re-release of New Coke as because the the show takes place I think in eighty five, which was. I mean, you know the backstory of New Coke, right? They they decided they were gonna Coke was gonna make a Coke was gonna make a new recipe, and it was gonna be this whole thing. They were gonna reinvent their brand and everything, but there was such epic backlash, and it became known as like one of the most historical branding failures of all time. Right, and then they started doing the Pepsi Coke challenge, and people were actually picking Pepsi over top of it before they were doing Coke. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all that. Uh, as a as a shameless bit of nostalgia baiting, they did. Uh, a limited edition re-release of New Coke along with um, uh, the new season of Stranger Things. And it was very pricey. It was like 20 bucks for two cans of New Coke and two what? like collector's glass bottles of regular Coke. 
Why? I don't know. But a friend of mine decided to, decided to buy it and was nice enough to let me try half a can. So I am here to tell you, are you ready for my big scathing review of Let's new, new Coke? Fire. See? Would I want to hear it? Would I? I quit the podcast. <laughs> I'm done. Reach us at notnordicpod at gmail.com. Do you like Jay's dad jokes? Tell us. <laughs> okay, so uh, New Coke. Not especially different from old Coke. Really? Like, I very much, like, I'm not sure, like, who these soda purists were who were like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. Like, it's, like, it's maybe, like, a little sweeter tasting, but you mentioned the Pepsi Challenge. I'm not confident that, uh, blindfolded, I could tell the difference between, especially if they had ice, like, a cup of that and a cup of regular Coke. Really? Yeah. So... I don't know. <laughs> I guess it was interesting to try, and now I have the can as some sort of souvenir. But I mean, I mean, think, think back in the day. You have two sodas, Pepsi Cola, right? Royal, Eric, Royal. Eric, Eric the actor, and you have. I mean, I guess you have RC Royal Crown. Yeah, you have RC, and you have Coke. <laughs> right. So, I guess when you start changing things that people are really into, something something maybe it's like a a guilty pleasure to drink a pop. Yeah, with, with din din, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe you take that sip and you're like, "Whoa, this is not my jam, yo." Okay, yeah. So it's like you work like a shitty job, nine to five, and you come home and like you have like your chicken pot pie or what have you. And right. You're like I'm gonna bust out this coke, and you're like, "This is not. <laughs> this is not what I was used to." And you know, you beat your wife, and it just becomes like, "Oh man, that took a dark turn." No, hey, I agree with you. It's, it's their fault. It's your wife's the wife, fault. The wife's yeah, fault. <laughs> Folks, these are jokes. <laughs> we, that's, that's what we. That's, Come on, we don't feel that way. There's a crackhead coming past. Uh, He's me. probably going to tell me about the soda too. We 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 have a we have a. Uh, I, a put so- a I put a soda that went flat, and I put it on top of my car. We've had two people. This guy wants us to roll the window down. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thanks, dude. I right, appreciate it. That guy had pain tattooed on one of his on four of his knuckles. I'd really love to know what the other four said. Uh, pain, dude. Pain, pain, dude. Pain, dude. Or, or maybe he is the pain, dude. He <laughs> administers the pain. That was his nickname. <laughs> uh, this is my friend, Pain, dude. This is my yeah. friend, Mike. Well, I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be like unprecedented in the world of like New Jersey hardcore. It's like, oh, this is Stickman and Pain, dude. You're right. Absolutely right. Uh, All right, yeah. now that now that major tangent that we just went off on, <laughs> right? Come so on, bro, you're supposed to wrangle us in. Yeah, so Coke t- or New Coke, unimpressive. Uh, Roger. Moving on, uh, Howard Stern's new book came out uh, in May. Uh, I did purchase it. Um, I actually have a, a fun quiz game that we're going to do in the next episode with it. Um, so maybe just a, a quick uh, summation of where you're at with Howard Stern at this point in your life. Well, my summation is that I do not, uh, I do not enjoy him anymore. I think that um, I called what the book was going to be: transcripts and terrible interviews that we've all heard or we don't even care about hearing. But he's forcing down the throat of people because of how he's changed. Yeah, you know, well, that's the whole idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He even said that he's like, "This is my progression," or what? What did he say? My growth, my growing. Or... Right. He said in the in the um, the forward to the book too that he's embarrassed of his previous two books and he thinks people should throw them out, which I think, you know, it's it's okay to grow as a person, but I think that, you know, 
Miss America and Private Parts probably bought your house for you, so maybe you should be a little more grateful. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but I mean, hey, say I don't enjoy him, but I mean, don't don't just like, but but that's what he's known for. He's known for destroying his past. You know, he's known for going back and taking the history of Howard Stern and editing out certain things, like like he Artie. Well, not no, not only Artie. Uh, things Gilbert has said, things that Dice Clay has said, like controversial moments. You know that that he was even a part of. Oh yeah. I mean, words, uh, racial slurs. He used to say he cuts them all out. He says that he he never like oh, I never did this. It's like uh, Emmett Brown style, erased from existence, bro. It's not cool. Great Scott. Yes, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> Weight has nothing to do with it, <laughs> bro. Trying to get a Pepsi free. All right, now we're just quoting. <laughs> yeah, dear God. Obscure, yeah. All right, keep uh, us on track. Help. We're dear, drowning. Dear God. Um, okay, so uh, I had one other one, and it was from a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, uh, the Crow um, <laughs> recently experienced its 25th anniversary. Okay. And I, I ended up rewatching it because, um, to my remembrance, that's actually the first mo- R-rated movie I ever saw in the theater. Really? Yeah. Do you remember yours? First R-rated movie? Yeah. Was um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit R? No, I think that was just a PG hard, 13. hard PG thirteen. That, that okay. scene at the end, and the end when Christopher Lloyd is melting, is pretty Dude, horrific. Yeah, though. that scared yeah. the bejesus out of me. I remember closing my eyes so I didn't see it. I talked like this. That whole that whole ending scene, I don't think I watched. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> Again. Oh my gosh. So Great yeah. Scots. Uh, I I guess if I if I'd have to think about it, hmm, what came out first, species? Okay. Or people under the stairs. People under the stairs. Okay, so yeah. it was definitely I saw people under the stairs. What about under siege? The first one. That was in between the two. I think people under the stairs was still before. Okay, then. Yeah. People under the stairs was the one I saw. Species. Fool! Fool! Get out of there! Fool! Species was dope though. That had that had some real rude titties. In yeah, it. rude. Not something you see with your mom on your birthday. Is that what happened? That's what happened. Oh, that's excellent. It was like species. <laughs> She's here to kill everything. I'm like, this is gonna be sick. I mean, it was. What man. are we doing? Please stop with the nudity. <laughs> My mom's here. That's what I was saying on the screen. <laughs> That's what you were yelling? Yeah, so, yeah, I guess it was People Under the Stairs, which was a very dark, disturbing, creepy movie. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I should revisit that. What about The Crow? Any thoughts on The Crow? Did not see The Crow. Um... From what you tell me, that they used a raven instead of a crow because it's easier to train. I did read that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't big into the, um, the hip, gothic. Yeah, I mean, it was like uh, it was like hot topic in a ninety-minute movie, film, right? Basically. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, things. I mean, that was, I was more into like the the fun. Yeah. You know, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, and that, The yeah, Wizard. Yeah. And this know? was the, the exact opposite right. of that. There's nothing really fun about that movie, except for the soundtrack. The soundtrack's fucking sick. I don't okay. know if you're... Pantera covers Poison Idea on it. Oh, wait wait a minute. Now, is that, on the soundtrack, is that also with the whole song, Gold Dust Woman? Are they on that one, or is that on That's on the... I believe that's on City of Angels, the, the sequel. Is it? I think so. Okay. I, let me let me do a little... Re- you oh, you can't. Oh, Can you? Yeah. Okay. You vamp while I do a little research on the news trend here. Okay, well, folks, I didn't have any topic. I was looking through and I was reading a bunch of news stories the other day. And I got to tell you, I didn't find anything very interesting. I did hear that the FBI released Hugh Hefner's file. And he was too clever to violate federal laws. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yes. look, Hole, Crow City of Angels soundtrack. That's the second one? Yeah. And okay. there's a fleet, she did a Fleetwood Mac cover. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, it was awesome. It's uh, Melissa Oftermar. Yeah. The, the bass player. Yeah. yeah, oh, my gosh. Wait, she sings it? She does backup vocals with Courtney. Okay. Do you know what kind of milk that Courtney Love drinks? I have a feeling you're going to tell me. Whole milk. Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, Folks, not Nordic Pod. Yeah, gmail.com. Actually, I did have one more. Today, uh, as we record this, is uh, the 13th of June. Uh, 25 years ago yesterday, O.J. Simpson allegedly murdered his ex-wife and wow. uh, some dude. Ron Goldman? Ron Goldman. Ronald Lyle Goldman. Were you were you old enough to like kind of keep track of all of that? Like I remember like seeing the trial. Well, I was in sixth grade when the when the uh, verdict came down, and they actually stopped class so we could watch the verdict, which oh, I still wow. think is kind of weird to this day. Yeah, I was in Holy Spirit, and I remember they turned the radio up. I remember the woman reading the thing out and messing up Orenthal James. Remember oh when she yeah, was reading, she was like she or, took, Oren, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, to be honest, I cheered. That he was not guilty. I don't know why, but I did. Because you love Nordberg? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I do. Don't, don't lie. <laughs> no, I, I really do. So, once I heard that, I started cheering. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah, I was I in high school, yeah. I yes. don't know. I've, like, uh, as an adult, like, I've read a lot of O.J. Simpson-related books. I don't know why I'm sort of fascinated by it, because it's not like there's any kind of mystery to it. Like, we, I think we all know in our hearts and souls what happens. Right, well, someone happened. came there and right. wasn't OJ. His friend Charlie, who he, he actually he does name in one interview. Really, does he? Yeah, he said if I were to do it, I wouldn't have been able to do it myself. I would have had help with my friend Charlie. Oh, if I did it, the book that he trying to... Right, and then there was an interview that came on TV a couple of years ago that never got shown. It was with him and this publishing woman, Judith Regan, where he was kind of... Judith Regan, who also did Howard Stern's first two books. It all, it all comes full circle. Yes, it does. But, uh, yeah, so there was that interview, and he was kind of, like, elaborating on the stuff that he said and if I did it, which... Can you imagine that? Like, you get away with... Like, it's almost like he wants... To brag. He, he, yeah, it's it's really sick. And I guess, in theory, he could, because he, ne- he could, you know, go on TV tomorrow and say, yeah, I sliced the shit out of them, and they couldn't right. do anything about it because of double jeopardy. Right. Yeah, but uh, I think it's funny how the Goldmans got property of the book and then changed it, this is how I did it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, they got the property. So if you look it up on, like, Amazon or anything like that, it'll actually say, the book says, this is how I did it. He still technically owes them like millions and millions of yeah. dollars because he just he, he I guess he's got clever accountants that hide all his money from them. Yeah, but not only hide it, but like move it to yeah, well move to certain places and say that that's not his money and yeah. So yeah, you're right. Clever accountants is yeah, he's a real scumbag. That's the that's the long and the short of it. But you can't deny Naked Gun. <laughs> Dude, that part in the beginning, of the first gun, right, the first one on the boat. Oh, yeah. that's oh, that's that's top notch comedy. I, There's I, no denying. I think that was. I think as a child, that was one of the hardest times I ever laughed when he put his hand on the the oven, burned it, and then put his hand like after he gets shot, <laughs> puts his elbow into the fresh paint. Yes, and he's more concerned oh, about dude. that. Oh man, that was. You hilarious. couldn't see it, but I just chef kissed. That was, yes. that, was that was perfect. Kiss the fingertips, and blow them away. So is uh, that all? Is that all you have for grab bag topics? Yes, uh, I, I need I need to get more topics. I'm sorry I don't have any CBD or food topics. That's usually what I. Uh, <laughs> I, I like talking about food. I can be the weird like entertainment guy, and you can come with the food news. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll have to keep it. I mean, I do have old, do have old stories about buffet fights oh, on man. here somewhere, but 
I mean, we can save that for the next podcast. I'll make sure to bring them all up. That sounds good. So what I think we'll do next here is we're going to take a quick break. And uh, about uh, three or four weeks ago, Jay and I went to the Burger Bash at the Golden Nugget Hotel Casino in Atlantic City. Uh, wherein uh, 18 local merchants uh, offered samples of their burgers for a flat rate, and uh, you got to vote for a winner. So this will be our very first uh, um, We're Not Nordic remote. Yeah, uh, we, we try to think of a name for it. I was saying like plunder and pillage. Plunder and pillage. Uh, something. I don't, I don't even remember what we said. But I have no idea what gets said on this. Yeah, it's, well, a to, it's a total mystery at this point. Well, the funniest part is we walked out of the, we walked out of eating all this food. We got in the car and he was just like, want to just do a podcast? I was like, let's do it. So we're probably breathing heavy. Oh. Food still on our face. <laughs> Definitely Homer Simpson-like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enjoy enjoy this uh, eight minute. I think it's about an eight minute live remote and let us know how it works out notnordicpod at gmail.com Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Not Nordic on the Road mini episode. Yes. Uh, tell, tell everybody where we're at, Jay. We're at the Burger Bash at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City, New Jersey, 2019 edition. So currently, yeah, we're at we're we're in the parking lot, uh, level three, yellow, of uh, the Golden Nugget Hotel Casino in Atlantic City. Uh, we're not there as you listen to this, so don't try to find us. Correct. <laughs> this was we're not there through the magic of the internet. This was several days or weeks or whatever <laughs> ago. Right. So we, we ate. We saw. We ate some more. Yeah. We plundered. We pillaged. We, li- we listened to some white dudes cover Oye Como Va by Santana. Throwing in burger references in there, too. <laughs> just picture the most awkward, like... He's like, well... So, just to, just to set the stage, Burger Bash, uh, essentially, uh, for a flat price, you're allowed to sample burgers from 18 or 20 different establishments from around the area. So, the guy... Uh, the lead singer of the cover band, the, in between songs, the first time, he goes, "What?" He goes, "Well, uh, how about that Burger King?" <laughs> oh yeah, where's Bur- Burger? Where's Burger King? Where Where are they at? See, the joke. The joke is that Burger King is a subpar establishment and would not have any place at this particular gathering. Well, I'm gonna throw a diss out there pretty hard. There were some, I, <laughs> some of those places I would have taken a Burger King burger over. <laughs> What they were serving. There. I mean, listen, I I don't I don't quite understand why everything has to be so fancy. Yeah, brioche bun, step off. <laughs> Seriously, got it. Just give me a just give me a Martin's potato bun, which a couple of them did have. Yes, yes, a couple of them did. But again, I mean, we're gonna be we're doing some bashing <laughs> of our own on this burger bash, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh God! It's it's funny because you know for the first probably four or five I was like, well, let me just finish this because you know it's it's the good thing to do. And by the end, I, we were taking a bite of a burger and tossing it out right in front of the person who made it. <laughs> the best was Chuck. Chuck watched me take a bite of the burger, and he had his in his hand, and he said, "How was it?" I was like, "Ass, eh, not that." Good. <laughs> just dumped it in the wrapper into the trash can. I'm officially a terrible person. What can what can I tell you? <laughs> well, it's all right. I took one bite and mine went right behind his. So, yeah. I, I, but I mean, I guess that's how the hell? How many burger places was there? I think it was eighteen. Eighteen. How can someone eat eighteen sliders? I don't know. I kind of thought leading up to today that I could do it, but I guess I was overestimating my fatness. Well, I, I think well, don't put yourself down, okay? First off, I gotta say we did we did skip what 
You skipped two or three, three. or four. You skipped yeah. three or four, right? Yeah. I skipped two, I believe. And most most of the other ones, I just took a bite. And if I was not down for the cause, it was going down in the glad bag. Trash well, it's like that. <laughs> that mean, was my metaphor for. I mean, it's the same principles when you're going to a buffet, right? Eventually, you have to pick and choose what what warrants room in the old gut. Well, it, yeah, I said, what did I say? There's no uh, gut space or yeah. something. <laughs> but uh, I, I agree, and I even use that buffet reference when it comes to life in general. I'm not talking about the MXPX. Emotion. Sorry. It's my middle. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I'm not talking about th- what I'm talking about is. Life is like a buffet. Go ahead, Jay. You go out. Finish you, it. You go finish out. It. You, you try some things. <laughs> but once you find the thing you like, you stick with it. You, sure. So as you go up there, you try the sesame chicken. You try the general chicken. You try the boneless ribs. You come back. You eat each thing. What did I enjoy the most? The walnut chicken. Screw the walnut chicken. Walnut shrimp walnut. from the Sharon Zangs too. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> You're about to get stizzabbed. <laughs> The uh, the you liked the we liked the uh, the pizza burger on the garlic, excuse me, the garlic knot. Yeah, he's still burping it up right now. Folks. Yes, yeah, it was a it was a garlic knot, cut down the middle, with well, I don't even know what, what exact. Hold on, here is I have it right here. I have everything exactly how it is. Hot Italian sausage. That's e- why. No, it is. No, I know it was it was beef and sausage mixed. But it says hot Italian sausage beef patty. Yeah. Okay. Sharp provolone, roasted tomato. Garlic aioli on a garlic knot. Hands down, that was the best. That was the best burger. Some of them had him on a. What was the one burger on that we didn't like? It was a uh, pumpernickel. Pumpernickel yeah, roll. What, what was what, what was that thought? I don't know. They were trying. There was another one that was um, that was basically just like a fancy White Castle slider that I thought was pretty good. That was Bill's, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the lesson the lesson here is, for the most part, uh, like Michael Scott says, K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. Exactly. Good advice hurts my feelings every time. <laughs> no, but no, I I definitely agree with you. But I mean, even the ones that did that did keep it basic, though, still. Still drop the ball, especially this guy right here. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if you want to drop that name because you are boys with him. <laughs> yeah, the, the Margate Dairy Bar. Yeah, not so great. Burger was burnt. Sorry, dude. Maybe, maybe, maybe you go back to just selling insurance exclusively. Whoa, Whoa man, we're uh... slamming. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna listen. And the Garden Burger was good. Or not the Garden Burger. The, the turkey Burger. Turkey Burger from what was that? Uh, oh, sorry, I can't remember. But it was almost like a. Uh, like a bruschetta burger because it had like fresh basil and like mm. like uh, like diced tomatoes and a and big chunk of mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> Arnie Lang style. You're singing. You're singing the song of my people. Yeah. Uh, and a good flavored burger was the Hard Rock Burger. The yeah, because it was good. Yeah, because it, it it had a Guinness sauce, right? I have no idea. It, the burger itself was flavored excellent, but yeah, the Top Golf is definitely the best one. Yeah. And where is that located? Uh, the ocean, ocean, ocean yeah. club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that's so, that's that's my that was my that was Chuck's. Yeah, yeah. I co-signed. I gave them my my blue chip. He did, which which indicated that they were my my number one. Um, so that's a little local flavor for you. I know usually we, we talk about many more universal things, but we figured since we were hanging out here today, maybe we maybe we'd roll and see if we uh, see if we can get a little segment out of this. Yeah, it's a little segment. Nordic on the road. Nordic <laughs> in the. 
Nordic on the prowl. Garage. Plundering. Hey, there you go. Plundering and pillaging. You know what I'm saying? If you have a good name for that segment, give us a, give us a shout at notnordicpod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, something, something I guess Viking related. Maybe like, um, Odin Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know we we're not allowed to hang out anymore when we're not doing the podcast because we don't want to waste any conversation that we could we, that we could uh, let you guys enjoy. Yeah, so. it's funny if you were sitting at the table talking, and I was like, "What are we doing?" I was like, "We're wasting all this stuff." <laughs> this, is, this is all good stuff, and now it's right. not going to seem natural. Right now, now we can't hang out anymore. Uh, it's, it sucks, but yeah. So we're uh, we're gonna record uh, the new episode in two days on Monday. So we'll stick this in the middle somewhere. So the timeline is gonna be all twisty. So you're gonna think you're in the Matrix or something. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, you're gonna think you're in the Matrix or something. It's gonna be wild. Deja vu, bro. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Is there a spoon, Jay? <laughs> spoon man. Come, spoon man. Yeah, come together, man. All right, come. All right, goodbye. All right. <laughs> Right. Okay. Here we are again. Hopefully that was enjoyable for you. And hopefully it worked. Yeah, we're not. It's still <laughs> not to peel the curtain back too much, but it's currently still processing. So this could just come right after what we just said. <laughs> well, we'll see. It'll be but, a big surprise. Exactly. But hey, if you enjoyed it, what do you think about what we said? Remember that thing we said about that thing? We were pretty funny. We right? said that. <laughs> that was the thing that we said. Now, yeah. Okay. So I this may take up the whole rest of the show. Shoot. But bro. I. I um, in light of uh, that remote that we just did, I want to pose to you uh, the universal question, which is, okay. is a hamburger a sandwich? And by extension, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay. I think I've had a discussion before with somebody. Now, it depends on what you think of a sandwich, because I do not think a hot dog is a sandwich. No? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess I would say, let's... let's, let's pull up the uh, Webster's Dictionary uh, definition of the word sandwich. Let's really get into this. An item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them eaten as a light meal. So, if you want to get off on a technicality here, uh, a, a hot dog roll is not two pieces of bread. Correct. So, okay. It is a roll. Okay. So then what would you consider a like, uh, I guess a sub, a submarine or a hoagie? A hoagie. Yeah, what's going on? Let's get a hoagie. Wah, wah. <laughs> Or a hero. A gyro. Or a gyro. Oh, no, a gyro would be a pita. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Why isn't a sandwich a pizza, then? What do you mean? Think about it. You take two slices. What if we did that, bro? What if we created a place called Pizza Sandwich? (laughs) You take two slices of cheese pizza, okay? Okay. Okay, you have them in your hand. And then let's say you get some... What would you say? What kind of meat? So you get some brisket or something. Some gabagol. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the problem. I guess it'd be too flimsy. So it really wouldn't be considered. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but then again, like, like depending on, like, if you have, like, a... Super thin crust? If you have, like, a like a hot roast pork or a roast beef or something with, like, au jus, mm-hmm. like, the roll tends to get kind of flimsy anyway. So that, that you know, that, that might still be uh, within dictionary sandwich definition. Yeah, that's interesting. And there was that there was that place in uh, in Westchester that had uh, hamburgers served between two grilled cheese sandwiches. So I guess 
it, it, it depends on what you consider to be bread, like how far you, you stretch that definition. Well, that's true. Yeah, because I know there's a place that actually has the same exact thing you said, but it's a grilled cheese with bacon on top. Okay. And then a grilled cheese with tomato on the bottom with a burger in the middle with onion rings. Man, I'm getting fatter just having this discussion. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about it. Um. Okay, so hot dog, no. Hot dog, no. So where do we land on hamburger? I would say hamburger, yeah. Why not? Okay. Piece of meat in the middle, two pieces of bread. If you got a bun, that's still a bun. I mean, a bun does does, does not dignify uh, uh, bread or not bread. It's still bread, right? Potato roll, still bread. Well, yeah, because you can. I mean, you could separate it, and it is technically two pieces. Right, because if you take the burger out and you put, you know, like you said, capicola in there, gabagool. Gabagool. You know what I mean? It's then it becomes a sandwich. Okay, so I think we settled this whole debate. A hamburger is a sandwich, and a hot dog is a whole separate animal. Correct. If you disagree, uh, you're wrong. But you can feel free to email notnordicpod. At, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes, please hit us up. Yeah, Let's yeah. discuss this. Yeah, we we're, we're all all of our um, expert conclusions are open to discussion. We're down. So we're gonna move on here because we have, like I said, several more things to get to. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, which I assume you have, uh, I know at least thirty of you did. Well, no, probably twenty because probably five listens each were me and Jay. Um, this is true. At least twenty of you uh, listened when Jay uh, reviewed the Bad Religion record, No Control. Yeah, and, I, and that's the thing. I did a bad job this this time for my punching bag, folks. Listen, I, I had to write down some notes. Oh, he's got an essay. It's 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 epic. Oh yeah, it's I, I did not I did not you know share it with him so. Yeah, He's going to be just a surprise when I read it to y'all. Well, I mean, I'm sure whatever it is, there's more more thought was put into the band Oleander by you and whatever you wrote down Ooh, than anyone else has yes. ever put into that band ever. Well, I just got to say, oleanderforums.net. Shut up. I'm just going to leave it at that and then... <laughs> Just wait, folks. That's a little... We call that a little uh, give-and-go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we give you a little taste, and then we take it What's away. What's there? Is there Oleander fanfic? What, 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 bro, what's waiting for me Bro. There? <laughs> bro. Step off. You'll this see. This is a drummer that looks like Guy Fieri. Bro, you're ruining my review. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, Bad Religion, uh, the, the knock on Bad Religion. As I explained in the last one, Bad Religion's a punk band that's been around since, like, 1980 and uh, has sort of... Uh, Continued existing by putting out very similar sounding records every two to three years since then. Uh, so what Jay did was he prepared a little quiz uh, with uh, a few second snippets of a bunch of Bad Religion songs, and um, uh, I got to try to name them. So what's uh, so six out of ten would be passing? Oh my gosh! If if you got, I mean, honestly, this is the thing. I don't always say. I always say honestly. I gotta stop saying that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my lav mic off and put it near the. Uh, the speaker, okay, so they can get a better better hear for it. But what I realize is a lot of the slower songs actually sound more alike than the faster songs. I think that I jumped the gun saying, "Oh my gosh, all these songs sound the same." Oh my gosh, the melodies are all the same because I really ha- I really tried to find similar, okay, and I found more similar similar with the slower songs than I did with the faster songs. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so. We didn't decide. What are you looking for from me? Do you want the name of the record it was on, or the name of the song? If you can get what? either, okay. I mean, I mean, it's a okay. sh- it's a shot in the dark. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer to hear the song title. Okay. So. What? Okay, so you, what? You give me like half credit if I get the record. Um. Sure. Let's do that. Let's do half credit for the record. Let's do do full credit for the song. We work we work these things out on the fly, folks. Okay, and there there are ten. Okay. 
you know, I wanted to make it, you know, even. Yeah, yeah. So, the lav mic is right next to my mouth, and I'm going to take it down and put it next to my speaker. And I think I have put a, put a little bit of a, a delay so we can pause it in between. Okay. Okay? All right, let's see how this goes. Here we go, folks. Chuck, stop looking at the list that I have written down. Okay. Here we go, folks. I'm not cheating. He is. <laughs> Your moment's finding like a field all intertwining Then become a rusted lining of a deep red like a shell they blend her head. They're starting to ask questions. Yeah. All right. Success number one. Let me let me let me start marking these then. Yeah, it's blender head. Very good. Album. Uh, is that on against the grain? Very good. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. Give it some time. Recipe for hate. Okay, I don't, that is I, correct. I don't know the song. What's the name of the song? All right, hold on, I gotta put a half. Okay, don't pray on me. Okay. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Number three. Oh. That is Atomic Garden, and that is off the. Uh, Generator. Wow. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, here we go. Flatter Society is meeting here today. Yeah, that's uh, Flatter Society from. um, Oh my gosh, folks. Very impressive. I don't. I might fuck up the record. Is that on Against the Green as well? Very good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> God, I, I don't Here know if I wanted to do this good at this. <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one. Man, that sounded like Blenderhead again. Is that your final answer? Did you Did you fuck with me and put the same song twice? Is that your final answer? Yes. Fuck! <laughs> he got it. Damn it! I tried to switch it up and put the same song on twice, and he got it. That's no slick. Though. All right, here we go. I don't know that title. Yes, I finally. Say, I would say that's on no control. Is that your final? Yes. That is a big zero right, on was, both. What was that one? Land of Competition. Oh, that's on um, Suffer. Correct. Yeah, okay. All right, here we go. Folks, eyes are closed, shaking of the head. <laughs> I think, go ahead. I think that's on the gray race. Okay. I don't know the title. Damn, well you got the album. What's the name of the what's the name of the song? Parallel. Okay. Okay. Well it's weird that I I, I, I can tell the drum sound. <laughs> Alright, here we go.
that's on Stranger Than Fiction. Correct. Uh, Damn. Uh, uh, fuck, what is the title of that one? Um, I don't know. I know I know I'm going to know it right when you tell me. Leave? Leave it leave it, leave mine to me. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Next one. What? I went back to... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Is that Blenderhead again? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, that's that's on No Control. I don't think I know the... I don't think I know the name. Nope. What, what is it? How Much Is Enough? How Much Is Enough to Kill Yourself? Oh, that's, that's on um, Suffer. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Last one, brother. Not again. Um, Here we go. Oh, shit. I don't know it. Um, I'll take a guess and say that is also on the gray race. Final answer? Yeah. You were wrong. What's that one? That is off a generator. The song is called Too Much to Ask. Oh, all right. How'd I end up? Okay. One, two, three. Completely wrong. And then... I'll give you a partial for one, two, three. Okay. So you got one, two, three. Four and a half. Four. I f- failed. Failure. <laughs> Bro, I, you, did, you did a great job, though. You, you impressed me quite a bit. I, so. I, that, that was super fun to do. You guys got to let us know how it, how it came across. Uh, yeah, if you want to, and, and listen, if you want to do that for me with, like, no effects. I, I might just do I that. mean, I would, domi- I would dominate that album. I don't know if I'd do year. But song, whatever. All right. Well, next week I've got, like I said, I've got the Howard Stern quiz for you. But okay. Then we'll put the no effects thing in the chamber for sure. Maybe, maybe quizzing will be a thing that we do if we can come up with enough unique ones. Oh yeah, definitely. But you guys will have to let us know if that came across well. I had fun doing it. Not, yeah. not Nordic Pod. At, yeah. Gmail Please let us know if you like. If you liked it. If you didn't, let us know. We're we're down. We're down to take the criticism. We yeah. can handle it. I've been criticized plenty in my life. Believe you me. Tell us we stink. Tell um, us that sucked. So I'm going to try something else new real quick. Um, so as you know, uh, my primary method of uh, paying my bills these days is uh, I'm a gigolo. No, um, I, I drive for rideshare. You know, I don't I don't feel like uh, they, they need the free publicity from our you know thirty some listeners. So I'm not going to mention the actual name of the the company. Ten four. Uh, so. I get a lot of questions about uh, do I have any funny stories from driving, and you know there are a few. So maybe uh, we'll do a little ride share corner, and each week I'll share I'll share something funny that happened to me driving. So are you, you going to do it right now? Is this going to be a little segment? Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't, why don't we take a break and let's let's have a little uh, let's have a little background music to it, so it, so it has its own little segment. All right, we're going to take a little break. Here we go. Peace. Okay, welcome to Rideshare Corner, the first edition. That's what we'll go with for now, Rideshare Corner. Um, Like I said, people tend to ask me if I have any funny stories um, about uh, driving rideshare. So maybe weekly, maybe occasionally, depending on what what people say, I'll I'll throw one in. Um, So a few months ago, 
I got a call to pick a guy up, and he was a Latino gentleman. And he said, can you open your trunk? Uh, I got some more shit I got to throw in there. Uh, What he had neglected to mention uh, was that when he said some more shit, he meant all of his shit that his girl was currently tossing off the porch behind him. Damn. Yeah. So they had, um, I guess, just a scorched earth fight, and she told him to get the fuck out. And she came down, and they wanted to argue a little bit more before he ended up getting in the car with me, which is super awkward, because it's like these two people just standing behind me, like, yelling, you know, chinga tu madre or whatever at each other. And I'm like, dude, can you just please get in the car? Right. And then uh, she got in her car, and as she was speeding off ahead of us, he spit on her car. So that, that, was, uh, that was a little story there. <laughs> That's a little, you know... Let us know if you like it, and I'll tell. I'll tell. I'll tell more. I certainly have some more. Thank you for listening. Bye. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to wrap things up today with uh, what has become, I guess, kind of our signature segment: punching bags. Uh, it comes from the idea that uh, certain pieces of pop culture are sort of uh, maligned and. Uh, the idea is to revisit them uh, in the name of deciding whether they're actually bad or they caught a bad rap from uh, people in general. So uh, I'm going to let Jay go first. I think nice. I, I think I went first last time. So Every time. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm How so, dare you, man? I'm sorry, no, I'm dude. All right. So, yeah, tell, tell us about your, your thing. Okay. Well, I was told to watch... Oleander set from Woodstock 1999. Hell's bells. Bro. Hell's to the yells. Okay, well, first off, this is the one thing I want to let you know. They played July 23rd, 1999, which was a Friday. Okay, almost 20 years ago, exactly. So that was the beginning. They were on the West stage. That was the beginning of the whole fest, okay? Yeah, I mean, I mean... They were the second band to play. Wow. Yeah. So that's not very uh, impressive. No, no, everybody was... Still filing in by that point, probably. Correct. And bands that played that today, uh, that day, though? People's acid probably hadn't even kicked in by that point. Bro, Lit was on that day, though. Oh, shit. Lit and Insane Clown Posse. And ICP? And ICP. Oh, and George man. Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. God, 1999. What a time to be alive. Also, The Roots played, but I wasn't going to name them because I don't think they're as legit as Buck Cherry and, you know, Insane Clown Posse. Buck Cherry also played. You've got a you've got some beef with the Roots, don't you? Uh, I have no beef with the Roots. I just never. I just don't think they've ever written like a really catchy song. Buck but Cherry. there's but there's a lot of bands like that. Buck Cherry either. What are you talking about, man? Oh, tell me a Buck there's Cherry song. All up again. Keep singing because I have no idea what you're singing. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I love that cocaine. I love that cocaine. Oh, I have heard that song. Yeah. I was gonna say, guys, I got him singing. He's still going. Here we go. <laughs> I knew I'd get you eventually. So, oh yeah, okay, I've heard that song. But I'm saying a hit. Uh, We're talking Aerosmith. Uh, talk is cheap. Shut, shut up and, and dance. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I, I did a lot of, uh, I did a lot for this. I even wrote it down so I would not, you know, stray. Okay, here we go. So, do you want more information about Woodstock or we should go right to the set? Uh, whatever you think. Okay, well, this is something that I found that was pretty interesting. This is what I found on the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. Okay, a group of peace promoters, led by the anti-gun violence organization PAX, distributed candles um, to those stopping at their booth during the day, intending for them to have, like, a candlelight vigil. Okay. So, (laughs) 
during the Red Hot Chili Peppers performance of Under the Bridge. Is that how the thing ended up getting the, set on fire? That is how the bonfire started. Oh, that's funny. I and didn't with, know that. And with the hundreds of empty plastic water bottles laying around, that was the fuel for the fire. Oh, man. Yeah, they almost burned that whole fucking place down. Yeah. Uh, I, I was watching how he was playing. He was uh, in drop D. So, of course, you know, he's just oh, using yeah. his one finger to go up and down the fretboard. Which yeah, I noticed that, too. Yeah. The, uh, the lead singer barely plays. Like, the, 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 the lead singer barely plays rhythm guitar. I uh, noticed that. Uh, okay, well, uh, now here's my review. I'm going to get off, because I said other stuff about how much the water was, how much was a hot dog, and All right, so you're going to offer some context. To, you know, Oleander, they're from Sacramento, and blah, blah, blah. I don't even, I don't even, have, I didn't even yeah. go that deep with that information, because they're Wikipedia. It's obviously the lead singer writing their whole history and bragging about everything they do because I even went back and researched some of the labels they said they were signed to they're not even mentioned on the label that they were ever a part of them <laughs> not, not, not prior not anything but it's just funny they said so oh that, and then they were on whatever. so that equal vision LP is hard to find <laughs> dude yeah right okay so here we go this is what I wrote down for the last punch and bag I had lit and I said every member in the band was average but they knew how to write a song and they didn't lean on you know Solos or anything yeah, yeah. like that. They just wrote pretty solid songs. Yeah. Oleander goes opposite. Below average songwriting, leaning heavily on solos, and mapped song progression. You know, like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do 4-4, four, four, then we're going to go to 2, then 4-4. Four, four. Like, they had, yeah, like, totally. they had a set of every... Every song had the same kind of set. Uh, Chunk mentioned uh, they heard Nirvana in utero a few years ago too late, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's an insult. <laughs> Seriously, the band structure reminds me of a band I saw practice in 1997. They all, yeah, well, this band, the band's name was Who Says Quack. Of course. Okay. Uh, this is what they did. At practice, they said, let's write an original song. Okay. Everyone yell out your favorite chord. Shut up. Yes, there was no like, all right, let's, let's try this. Let's work together. They said, in doing so, they made complete trash. I, I had no doubt. Right. So this band I would consider generic to its core not one song in this performance was catchy or well written or captivating wow the only thing captivating is the members themselves <laughs> on drums is Guy Fieri <laughs> spike blonde hair goatee bowling shirt Mr. Flavortown replica himself yeah on bass we have the classic 90's bowl cut on top of an Amish man who during the Rum Springer decided to join this band? You know what the Rum Springer is? Yeah, when they, they, <laughs> they were turn eighteen, to leave, yeah. And that's what he looks like. He looks like an Amish dude with a huge like chin beard. He's also wearing goggles. He's not though, bro. I did research. Okay. Those are glasses. Those oh. are sunglasses. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, let's see. Where am I? Um, he plays with his fingers. He plays bass with his fingers, and you can hear during some of the songs the twang and the resonating of the strings. Yeah, you know, like like what an amateur person does when they strum really hard with their fingers. Yeah, honestly, takes takes you away from the song. No, he's not playing. a very good player. No, he was not. No. Uh, he had his bass slung low like Limp Bizkit's bass, dude. Uh, the lead singer player looked like he was added later by the label to jazz up the songs <laughs> with his hot licks and make things spicy. So wait, the lead guitar player. The lead guitar player, yeah. 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 The only he's like the only talent in the band, I would say. He was the definitely the best musician, for yeah. sure. And and that's what I think they they leaned on heavily is like you, I write these songs, you just throw a solo over top of it. Yeah, I could see that, like like them writing songs and him just being like, 
<laughs> like, yeah, so, like, yeah. all right, dude, I'm just going to throw this solo on, okay? Is that cool? Yeah, well, why don't you put something here, Rick, or whatever the fuck his name is? Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't I didn't write his name down. I, I believe have. it is Rick with no K, just like Ric Flair. And No, well, no, he has a last name. It's it's like, um, it's something very majestic. All right, you keep talking. I'm going to look that up. Okay. <sighs> Lastly, the lead singer, Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like her. He crosses... Sometimes, sometimes when they're playing a song, and let's say he's not he's not strumming or anything, like you said, he's not even playing rhythm. He crosses his arms across his chest. He does do that, and he starts throwing his hands up and waving them around. Gives off this attitude of how awesome he is. He dedicates a song to people who couldn't make it. I played a show one time back in the day when I was a kid at like Delorados, and the lead singer of the band said, "I dedicate this song to my girlfriend." Some scary dude in the back yelled out, why are you dedicating it to her if she's not fucking here? <laughs> and I kind of agreed with him. He does, these, he does these little smirks and major rock star showmanship. Uh, I was not happy I watched this. This is my conclusion. Fair enough. I was not happy I watched this. They're a below average bar band that still needs steady jobs to survive. This is the way I feel. This is, what, this is the persona they give off. They eat and drink at Applebee's as their bar of choice. <laughs> they go to Guitar Center, and the staff hate them when they walk in. Um, this is the vibe I get from them. Uh, side note, boobs were flashed twice during their entire set. Only twice? Well, yes. people were still filing in, I guess. Uh, as soon as they um, hit their last note, like as soon as they walked off stage, they hit their last note, and they started walking off. The, I guess the, the promoter turned on the, the band The Emotions, the best of my love, you know, whoa, whoa. Yeah, sure. Dude, it totally drained the entire, like any, any excitement from their performance was completely drained by the, <laughs> by them ending that song as they walked off the stage. Uh, and that is my review of the Oleander set. Okay. So it, the conclusion is that the reason I like that band is nothing but nostalgia, right? I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I would add um, I did uh, I did some research. Um, their drummer Guy Fieri, yeah, I guess is bipolar, and he like he a few years ago he like went into City Hall in whatever town he lives in and threatened the mayor. Really, and ended up getting arrested because he was he was off his meds and he was yelling out weird threats. What would be the weird threat? He was going to kill him, I think. Oh, I thought you said he'd, like, eat him off a flip-flop or something like that. You know? <laughs> I just, I want to... I'll eat you off a flip If you vent for, like, one second, I'll try to find out exactly what he said. Okay, well, I think that Guy Fieri is... First off, I'm not talking about the drummer. I'm talking about the real Guy Fieri. Yeah. He's an interesting character. He um he went to this place in Summers Point, New Jersey, which is right outside of Atlantic, uh, Atlantic City, Ocean City. And there was a... It was called Crab Cake and Grilled Cheese Factory. Yeah, I've heard of that place. Well, he went there and created this sandwich. And my feeling is, when I was younger, it was all about how much can I fit on a burger? How much can I fit on a sandwich? Well, he did this with this grilled cheese sandwich. And it was just piles upon piles of things in the sandwich. It's kind of like, dude, you can still make something good and it doesn't need to be overflowing with stuff. Fair enough. Do you feel about? Do you feel that way? 
well, this is a tangent, but uh, I don't know. Well, I'm supposed I, I to be talking. Here. I <laughs> tend, I tend to like the uh, the novelty, like look at all this shit on the burger items. I don't know. I kind of fall for that. Maybe it's just that particular brand of marketing appeals to me. Okay, well, the CBD burger I can understand because there's not that much. But I'm talking, you get a fried egg, you get pork belly, and then you throw a whole entire green pepper, and then you throw two onions. You know, what I mean. That's a lot. Eight, eight burgers, like maybe simpler flavors. Anyway, I was looking at so I was looking up on uh, Yelp about uh, this drummer Guy Fieri flipping out, and I feel like uh, this guy Daryl Y. Uh, he wrote a comment on here on one twenty seven two thousand eleven. And to end your particular segment, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and just read that comment. I feel like it's a good ender. What is that? More like blowly. <laughs> More like blow Leander. That's good. I feel like he summarized your review yes. better than better than anyone could. Yes. Oh yeah. And oleanderforums.net does not exist anymore. Oh shit. Uh, most of the Wikipedia is talking about they created a MySpace in 2008 and had a lot of friends. Seriously, I mean it's not that bad. But talk about when they created their Twitter. That's sick. Dude. Talk about like talked about what people said on the Oleander forum. And how people were excited. I think that it was definitely the lead singer that was writing stuff like that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, switch over to uh, to mine. Uh, I watched a film uh, called Phenomena. Uh, it's from 1996. It stars uh, John, Travolta? John Travolta as a mentally challenged oh, okay. man. Who, no, <laughs> he gets superpowers. <laughs> no, uh, Phenomena is uh, Dario Argento. Uh, it's an Italian horror film from 1985 starring... Uh, Donald Pleasance, aka Doctor Loomis from uh, Halloween, Correct. as well as a monkey and uh, a very young Jennifer Connelly. Um, okay, so this movie's way too long. I'll, I'll go. Which, which, wait, which one did you watch? Because so there's two. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I should point that out. Uh, so it was released as Phenomena in Italy. It's about two hours, and uh, it was re-released in the U.S. under as Italian horror films tend to be under a different title, under the title Creepers. And they cut like 35 minutes out of it. I watched the longer one. That was the only one I could find. Which one are you familiar with? Creepers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the original. That's the one I saw. That's what I got from West Coast Video. Yeah, the longer one is agonizing, dude. Really? Just just, uh, a, see, tr- just that, a chore to get through. Right, and that probably took away from it, too. Yeah, I couldn't... I, see, now I feel bad. Now I feel like yeah, I, I didn't see what you wanted me to see, but it was the no, only no, one no. I could find. No, but I mean, you, you still got the visuals that I, that I want to discuss, too, with you. Too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so visually, uh, Dario Argento um, is definitely known for his use of color and things of that nature. I don't know if you've ever seen Suspiria. I did not see It's a very vibrant, colorful movie. And this one, he he opts for more of, like, um, it it looks almost, like, washed out. And, like, sort of, uh, uh, like, like definitely shades of blue, which is... um, It's cool for a while, but I think it it gets a little tiresome towards the end of the movie. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why that's it. Sorry. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> we're leaving we're leaving Technical that. difficulties. We're leaving that in. Alright, continue. Uh okay. Uh the dialogue in it's really bad, but I, I think that that could be due to the language thing. Okay. Um, it was recorded in English and then dubbed into Italian and then I guess redubbed into English. <laughs> um Jennifer Connolly is like fifteen and I think she gives a performance that she <laughs> She doesn't even really try, I don't think. Uh, she's got a couple real whopper pieces of dialogue. One of them I wrote down was, uh, she's on the phone. She plays like a, 
like, I guess a rich girl. Her father's an actor who goes to a boarding school, which is a recurring theme in Dario Argento's movies. And she, people are getting murdered all around the boarding school, and she wants to go home, and she's yelling at her lawyer, and she goes, Do it, Morris. I don't want to be murdered. <laughs> which I, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so, anyway, so she discovers that she has, like, um, like a telepathic link with insects, and uh, it, she makes friends with a, a creepy disabled scientist played by Donald Pleasance who lives, I guess, I don't know, on the outskirts of the campus or something. And uh, he's got a monkey that I'm pretty sure he's fucking. Um, <laughs> Why do you got to go there? That did know. not happen. I don't know. They seemed awfully close. It's a helper monkey. <laughs> well, listen. Like from The Simpsons. Listen, I think the monkey gave the best performance in the whole movie. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought the monkey was pretty great. Um... There's some cool bands in it, but I thought the music cues kind of came at odd moments. Like definitely, uh, there's a, I don't want to spoil anything, but a character does get killed, and then when they're dragging the body out, first off, uh, the the sheet was off the the face, so I was like, wait, did that character not actually die? But for some reason, they were they were dragging him. Sorry, it's him out with his dead face, just like all exposed to everybody who was outside watching. And then, you know, there'd typically be some sad music there, but you know what they opt for? Motorhead. <laughs> um, yeah, Iron Maiden gets played at a couple times that, that I thought were pretty odd, but, you know, I'm not going to complain about too much Iron Maiden. Right. Um, it's it's a little... The plot's a little hard to follow. Um, I, think I, I think I got the gist of it. I don't know. It's... It, I, I didn't like it. I'm not going to lie, but maybe... Go maybe. For it. Maybe I maybe I would like the the more concise version. Yeah, exactly. Just like you would like an Oleander, nostalgia driven. Yeah. I think it's it's probably the same way with me. Yeah, I guess like I did some research, and I guess it's viewed as like a lesser Dario Argento movie because he's got I don't know if you've ever seen any of you said you didn't see Suspiria. He's got no. another movie called uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage that's that's viewed viewed pretty uh, pretty favorably. Okay. And this was actually his last movie. I, I did a little Wikipediaing myself, and this was actually his last movie that got any sort of theatrical release. What did in this the one? US. Yeah. What Creepers or Phenomena? Creepers, okay. Yeah. yeah, his none of his movies have made U.S. theaters at that point. And so, I guess his biggest contribution after that is, like, you know, the birth of his hot daughter, but that's a different story. Um, I think that um, the the camera lingers a little too lovingly on uh, Jennifer Connelly at times, but I, I, I guess in being European, like, that's that's kind of normal, like, you know what I mean? Like, 15 or 16 is, is I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, the, the feeling, the movie gives me a feeling when I watch it. Like, you know, the very beginning when the tour the tour comes up and you see the things start shaking, like the the the, the sound effects that they use. Yeah, the like, music is really good. They, no, like I like the score and stuff. No, no, I mean like the, the yeah, like the sound effects of the chains rattling as he's walking up to the house. That like, was it, a cool. The, the beginning is cool. But yeah. I'm saying it, it gives you a feeling of like I I got not worried, but I felt the suspense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like when she came back with the fly. And she was following the fly around. Like, that same feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It just... And at the end, when she falls into the vat with the guy... The, the death pit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she made her... And, like, she really made herself throw up in that scene. Yeah, which was... What like, was very disturbing. Yeah, I was like, that's all this movie needs now is a vomit scene. And then I, there there it was. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what was crazy? Like, you saw her. She took the pill. Yeah. She swallowed it. And then she couldn't throw it up. 
So then she had to drink water and make herself throw up. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's method acting. Method. She really did it. Yeah. Well, I guess well, that's, 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 yeah. that is the exact <laughs> definition of method acting. Method. Right? She really did do oh. it. <laughs> but I don't know. So I, uh, I'm going to go into spoilery okay. territory here. We so, already did that. But. Um, so the child with the disfigured face committed the original murders. Is that what I'm led to believe? I believe so, yeah. And then his mother, the woman who worked at the school, uh, like covered it up by, by killing the cop and... I guess that guy that she beheaded and probably one other person, right? Right. Well, the guy she beheaded, wasn't it her father? That was the lawyer, I think. Her father was away. Right. I thought that was her father that came to get her. Maybe it was her father. I'm not sure. I thought that, I thought it was the guy Morris that she'd been talking to on the phone. Oh, okay. And I thought that was interesting that the, the hero was the monkey. Oh, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's really... It, what's the monkey's name? Inga? It's, it's really Inga's movie when all is said. Yeah, <laughs> walks up with a straight razor, slices her throat. I was like... What is going on with this movie when I was a kid? I was like, I don't understand what's going on. But visually, and it, it ma- the movie made me feel uncomfortable when I watched it. Like, even when she put the glove on, there were maggots in it. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of like a trademark of Dario Argento. He's very good at, like, sort of off-putting stuff. I would, I would highly recommend you go watch Suspiria. Obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, uh, punching bag you with it because it's a pretty popular movie, but okay. I think you I think you would really enjoy that. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry I let you down with the movie. Suggestion. No, no, it's I'm glad I watched it. It's just oh it was, wow, well, okay, well that's good. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I like I like trying different things. Uh, and maybe maybe if I can get a hold of the Creepers cut, I like I like that a little better. Yeah, like like you said, like you said when you were talking about the uh, the um, crash test dummies, you're like as I'm talking about it more, I kind of want to listen to it again. Yeah, it was there was some interesting stuff going on on that record. Although to date, I have not listened to it again. <laughs> I'll I'll pull, I'll pull back the curtain. Um, so one other thing that I forgot to mention in like course my I guess funny observations is uh, the wardrobe in this movie is very strange. I don't know if you noticed, huh. but there was a uh, there's a scene in a classroom where the one girl is wearing what looks to be like a homemade Bee Gees t-shirt oh, with no, just I didn't a picture notice. of one, maybe that's not in the the shorter one, but it's got a picture of just like one of the Bee Gees on the front. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, she asks her something about poetry, and then this girl happens to pipe up and she goes, "It's like a Bee Gees song," and I was like, "Wow, what what is with these Bee Gees?" Yeah. I do not think that that was in the Creepers cut. Yeah, so there's probably... What about when um, the first time she's sleepwalking and she, like, witnesses that she... The girl gets uh, the knife pushed through the back of her head and then it goes through her mouth. Yeah. And then uh, she ends up running away and some creepy dudes pick her up and end up getting super rapey. Oh, yeah, and then she falls out, rolls down the hill. I, I, I just thought that was very strange. Like, those guys, like, didn't... Like... I don't know. The, the rapiness was a little uh, uh, cartoony. I thought. Well, the thing is, is that scene could have been cut completely. Did not was not needed whatsoever. No, you're right. Uh, I guess it was just a way to get her like lost in the woods. So the the the, the monkey found her. The monkey is is the glue holding this whole movie <laughs> together. Like, uh, like, I mean, it's really. Uh, it should have been the monkey's movie. Like the monkey should have been first build. That's 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 my word on that. Oh, so I should say the monkey. Starring <laughs> Dario Ar- Argento's The Monkey. The I, Monkey. I bet The Monkey had a name. I'm going to I'm going to look into that cuz I I, bl- I believe that he or she deserves proper credit. Okay, fair enough. All right, so you got something you got you got a punching bag for of me? Of course I do. I'm going to give you what I was going to give you last time but decided against it. I'm going to have you watch a movie. Okay. Called Twin Sitters, starring the Barbarian Brothers. The Barbarian Brothers, who are they? David Paul and I think it's Peter Paul. 
I think. Is this it? 2002 Dutch film? No, it is not. Twin Sisters. Twin Sisters. Oh, okay. Sitters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't look... I was like, man, that doesn't look fun. Um, you know you know the guy... You know, oh, J- here we go. Yeah, you know Jambi from... Yeah, he, yeah, sure. He actually wrote and directed this movie. Holy and, shit. And is in it as well. The plot concerns twin bodybuilders who protect twin child pranksters left by a corrupt uncle in their care. Holy shit, this looks amazing. Honestly, this this is the movie I was watching. I bought the VHS for uh, Jury Duty. Okay. The first trailer was this movie. I went out immediately and bought it after that. Oh, dude, I'm stoked. This looks amazing. Honestly, it's one of my favorite movies, and I know it's one of those things where you like it, and then all of a sudden it starts creeping back into pop culture. It's on YouTube. You can watch the whole entire thing on YouTube. Yeah, it's funny. I actually... So, I I had a movie all queued up that's on YouTube as well. Okay. To assign to you. Uh, oh, I, oh, you know what? I got another movie too, but I'm not. I'm going to save it for the next one. Yeah, yeah. We got... This, this segment isn't going anywhere, I don't think. Okay. This seems... Like I said, this seems to be becoming our trademark thing. Yes. But, um... So, yeah. So, I had a movie all in the chamber... But I, I I think I have to preempt it. Um, no preempt, just give it to me, brother. No, no. Uh, I read some things. I want to give you uh, an album from the '90s. That, an album, okay. That I think that has definitely it definitely evokes uh, certain feelings depending on who you are, and it's it's sort of been reevaluated again and again over the years. Avril Lavigne. Uh, yes, Avril Lavigne. Okay. Uh, there's certain songs on it that I think don't really uh, come off as kind of problematic in, in 2019. Like anyway, Skater Boy. I want to oh. I want to talk about Sublime's 40 Ounces to Freedom. Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> I mean, hey. All right. <laughs> You're so bummed. I am. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Because I, you know, I, I had a friend one time. I had an iPod. That's a lie. Uh, I know. <laughs> I had a I had an iPod and I put put that album on there for him. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have a, a computer or anything. So he gave it back to me. He was like, you put some more music on there for me. I said, sure, you got it. So when I plugged it into the iTunes, he played... Those songs, I don't even—I don't even know how it's possible. Like four hundred and thirty-two times, <laughs> he must have had it on repeat, plugged into a power source, and just left it playing all the time. Dear God, four hundred and thirty-two times. That sounds like hell, like literal hell. Well, he was a ganja lord, so <laughs> he was into the weed, yes. the weed, the yes. oil, THC. <laughs> Weed juice. You know what occurred to me after the last show that I wonder if you could have ordered the CBD burger, hold the CBD oil, just to get the cheaper price. Ooh, maybe they might even discount it more because you're not putting that CBD on. There. Yeah, yeah, because that shit's expensive. Right. I saw I saw it at a street fair, and it's like thirty bucks for just a real tiny bottle of it. How was it? I didn't buy it. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> All right, we've we've talked to you for far too long tonight. Jay's got to get home to his wife. I I got to get home and watch basketball. Yeah, I got I got I got work tomorrow too. It was a long day today. Well, we hope you had fun hanging out with us. We had fun uh, talking to you guys. It's been too long. Seriously, uh, and, and if you enjoyed it, folks, hit not, us up. Not Nordic Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, and I'd just like to say in closing, uh, do you got, you got anything in closing? We all we all tight here. All I got to say is enjoy the music and fuck you for giving me Sublime, but I will listen to it. <laughs> I'm glad. Now I'm really glad I went with that. I'm going I'm I'm to do it a few times because I'm, the first time it's going to be pure hate. And then the next time it's going to subside a little bit. But. Well, 
This is this is Chuck saying, uh, firstly, if it wasn't for date rape, I would never get laid. <laughs> and okay, just just preface that you know that's from the that's, song. That's a, that, yeah, that's 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 a at lyric. These, for... At these times in eight, you cannot say things like that <laughs> no, and I'm get sorry. away with it, no. even joking. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hack that song to shit in the next episode. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, folks, and, that was from a song from Sublime. It's not us. I, swear. I do have something that I have to say, but I will say it off mic because it'll be wait. It'll be it's serious. It's long. It's about Randy Newman. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. Well, in closing, I would say, despite what you've read on the internet and heard on the streets, we, we are, are not, not Nordic. Nordic.